Yes, we did. No, we started six thirty. You want us to sing another one? Must have been a short song. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have Tom. Psalm one hundred and one. Psalm one hundred and one. That last hymn was by. Well, I'd like to think that all the songs that we choose are intentional. That was specifically intentional. Um, the words, I am resolved. I am resolved. And tonight, beloved, if you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, you should be a resolved Christian. And so, Psalm 101, Charles Haddon Spurgeon called this the Psalm of Pious resolutions. Now I want you to listen to David's resolve, his, his godly and holy resolve not to allow any wickedness to cling to him, but also a holy resolve to walk with God as he would ascend to the throne of Israel as their king. Uh, the thought is, is that this psalm was written by David as he would ascend the throne. These were his resolutions. This is how he would come to the throne. Um, this was his purpose. This was his intention. And so uh, follow along with me. Psalm 101. David writes, I will sing of mercy and judgment. Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, them that fall away. It shall not cleave to me. What shall not cleave to me? The practice of wickedness. A froward or a twisted and perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will I not suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh or he that practices deceit or deceitfulness shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Pray with me. Father, thank you for this psalm. Father, I thank you for what you are teaching me in it, O God. I pray that, Father, you would help us to live our Christian lives with purpose of heart. Father, that we would, not, we would not ever wake up to any day of our Christian lives without uh, holy direction. Father, without purpose of heart. Father, without being resolved to follow you as the hymn we just sang. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be Christians that are resolute in our Christian walk, Father, fixed upon Thee. As the psalmist says, my heart is fixed on Thee, O God, my heart is fixed. 
Help us this night for a few minutes, Father, as we open your holy word. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you might think this might be the best message for New Year's Day because it's about resolutions. And the problem with New Year's resolutions is generally they don't last into the end of January. I remember when I was big into working out and uh, the gymnasium that I would go to would get packed with people and you couldn't get to the equipment, you couldn't get to the weights, and so we couldn't wait till about the second week in February and all the New Year's resolutions would be gone and we'd have the, the gym back to ourselves. Um, that's not how to make a resolution, brethren. And we shouldn't wait for January 1st to make spiritual resolutions <laughs> to follow Christ with all of our hearts. Beloved, we should be resolved every day to follow Christ. Again, this psalm was thought by many to be the record of David's resolve and holy intent as he took the throne in Israel. Um, beloved God, if the kingdom of God is in you, uh, should not you and I have the same holy resolve? Shouldn't you awake every day with a resolute heart to follow Christ? We should never wake up haphazardly uh, without any direction. We should never wake up and just kind of head into our day without having our hearts purposed to follow the Lord. Listen, if you and I are not resolved and determined to follow Christ each day, then we won't. We won't. And so, beloved, that's, that's where we need to fix our hearts. Listen, if you and I would be devout Christians, uh, we must follow Christ with purpose of heart. And look at, look at let me show you a passage in Acts chapter 19. Um, this came to mind, actually, just a little while ago, this passage, Acts chapter 11 and verse 19, the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Think of that term, purpose of heart. Is that how you are living your Christian life, with purpose of heart? Are you a determined Christian? Are you determined to follow Christ? Are you resolved to follow Christ? Look at verse 19, Acts chapter 11. Now when they were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen, that is, the Jewish believers, um, they, about Stephen traveled, they traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed, that is, Greeks, and they turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch, to minister to them. Who, that is, Barnabas, when he came and had seen the grace of God that is in them, he was glad and exhorted them all that, notice, with purpose of heart, they would cleave to the Lord. Yeah, that's, a, that's one of the best definitions of the Christian life uh, that's in the Bible. With purpose of heart, beloved, we would cleave to the Lord. I encourage you tonight to be a resolved Christian. Psalm 119, one other reference for you. Psalm 119, verse 14, or verse 15, rather. I would encourage you, I would implore you, I would charge you to be resolved in your Christian life. To wake up every day and be resolute and to renew that resolution throughout the day to remember what you dissolve to do, what you resolve to do resolve 
to make use of the means of grace, resolve to go to the Lord in prayer, resolve to get into the word and have God speak to you. Beloved, that's the Christian life. Look at the psalmist in Psalm 119. He says, I will meditate in thy precepts. I will. That's resolve. I will meditate in, in thy precepts and I will have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. That's resolve, beloved. And I pray that that would be us every single day. Listen, every one of us as children of God should enter each day that God gives us with holy intentions. H-O-L-Y, holy intentions and purpose of heart. David's resolutions as he took the throne of Israel, we, we can read them here. So this was his intention as king. And they should be our resolutions as children of our reigning king and Lord Jesus Christ, beloved. We should have intentions like this. Now back to Psalm 101. Notice verse 1. He says, I will sing of mercy and judgment or justice, mercy and justice. So listen, beloved, we know that the Lord will always judge us righteously. He will. Justice is the habitation of his throne. He will judge us righteously. So we, that's the way we must think. He will judge me righteously uh, with righteousness and in mercy. And so therefore, let me, Lord, accept your justice and your judgments in my life, which are for my discipline and correction. David says, I will sing of mercy and of judgment. And so, beloved, God, when God deals with us in judgment, when he deals with us in justice, when he corrects us, God doesn't correct us like he, let me just show you, let me show you another example. The scriptures are the best interpreters. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 24, two, two verses. Listen, when God corrects you, Christian, he corrects you in measure. He measures his justice toward you. There is mercy mixed with your correction. Mercy mixed with God's judgment for your sins. God's justice. God's chastising of you. Jeremiah chapter 10. Look at it there. 10 and verse 23. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. O Lord, correct me. Now think about what he's saying. He's asking God to correct him. Do we really want that? We should. We should want that. Correct me, but with judgment. And this is going to be uh, more, more clarity is going to come to this in the second passage. Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. Listen, if God unleashes his fury and wrath upon us, we would be expunged. Look at Jeremiah chapter 30. But listen, God corrects us for our good. God corrects us to conform us to the image of his son. God corrects us, beloved, because we are his beloved sons and daughters. Just like the scripture says, whom the Lord corrects, he loves. So it's a sign of God's love. And David is rejoicing at God's mercy and judgment. Look at Psalm, I'm sorry, Jeremiah uh, 30 and verse 11. He says, I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee. And he's speaking to the children of Israel. 
Though I make a full end, notice, a full end of all nations, whither I have scattered thee, yet will I not make a full end of thee. But I will correct thee in measure. I will discipline you in just measure and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. David rejoiced, beloved, at God's mercy and God's justice. And now back to Psalm 101. I'm just going to make a few comments about uh, the passages in this psalm. Notice verse 2. He says, I will behave myself wisely and in a perfect way. That's purpose of heart. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. David knew that he needed wisdom and strength from God to do all that he had resolved as king. And listen, beloved, when we resolve to do something, we need to ask God to give us the strength to carry it forth. Because our Christianity is not, uh, is not motivated, not propelled forward by yourself. But beloved, we need to have resolved spirits that we are going to follow our Lord. And I think that's why this plea is right in the middle of verse 2. Look at the, the, the question that's right in the middle of verse 2. He says, Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? David knew that he needed God's help and God's presence in his life. Of course, he was taking the throne of Israel in that time. And he needed God's help. I must have your help. I must have your presence, Lord. I love David's heart and David's dependence on God for success in all of his holy purposes. Listen, we may resolve a certain thing that we're going to do this or that. We may resol resolve that our day is going to go such and such this way, but it needs to be, if the Lord's will, we will do this or that and go into such a city and buy and sell and get gain. It needs to be, Lord, I am resolved to this, but listen, our ultimate resolution needs to be not my will, but thine be done. It's kind of connected to what we talked about on Sunday. David knew he would fail in his resolutions for God if he did not have God for his help. Psalm 121, verse 1, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills to God from whence cometh my help. Lord, I am resolved to follow you, but I need your help to follow you. Listen, beloved, this Christianity is not a self-serving, it's not a self-starting, uh, it's not a self-starting religion, if I could say that. It is God must undergird us. God must help us, beloved, if we would be successful, if we would prosper in our Christianity. And then finally, in verse 2, David is king, resolved to be, and I love this, and listen, we're about to have Thanksgiving. We're about to all be with our families. And so David said, I am resolved as king to be a godly example. But David also resolved to be a good husband and father here. Notice in the end of verse 2, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. That's, that's probably the most important resolution in this entire psalm. Because who you are and who I am as a Christian at home is who we really are as a Christian. It is. And so, beloved, David said, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Beloved, we must resolve, especially starting now in this time of the year, we're going to be often with family. We must resolve to walk within our homes, with our husbands, with our wives, with our brothers, with our sisters, with our children, with our families, with our friends, 
with godliness and perfect hearts, with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. And listen, it doesn't matter what everybody else is. What has God called you to be? And that's what we need to be resolved to be, beloved. Listen, other people don't make us what we should be. God does. And that's what we must depend upon him for. And so help me, Lord, with your grace to be the same man or woman at home as I am with the gathered church. Help me to be the same. I love Joshua when he was about to release the people into the land. You know the passage, people hanging on their doors, it's hung in their houses. He says, if you want to go worship the gods of the Amorites, go ahead. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's resolve. And listen, that needs to be for all of us in our own families and in our own homes. Verses 3 to 5, we see Dave, David's holy hatred for sin and wickedness. Listen, David took no pleasure in wickedness or sin. And listen, if you would take no pleasure in wickedness or sin, if you would turn from sin, you must be resolved to turn from sin. He took no pleasure in sin, and therefore he could not look upon it without being provoked against it. Proverbs 4 and verse 24, I think, think it's verse 23, Solomon said, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so, beloved, we need to be resolved to keep our hearts. I encourage you, if you ever get the chance, to read The Battle for Mansoul. John Bunyan wrote it. And it's all about the... the Diabolus, which is Satan and the wicked spirits trying to attack man's soul and to bring it under his domain and out of the reign and the realm and the kingdom of Shaddai. And so I encourage you to read that because it's very good. And so listen, if you're not resolved, beloved, if you're not resolved to walk with God, if you're not resolved to put away your sins, then beloved, you'll, you're easy prey for Satan. So the wise man says, keep thy heart with all diligence, thy heart, for out of it are the issues of life. And he says, when you do that, you'll keep your eyes straight on. You'll ponder the path of your feet. That's a deliberate Christian life, to ponder our direction, to consider where we're going, to consider what we're looking at, to consider what we're listening to, con to consider what we're saying. The heart of the righteous studieth to answer. That's a deliberate Christian, beloved, that we don't offend in word uh, or with our tongues, but we're slow to speak. We're swift to hear, slow to speak. And so, beloved, that's who we need to be. Habakkuk 1.13, the prophet speaks of God and says, Thou art of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. And he says of God, he cannot look on sin. And the implication is he cannot look on sin without punishing it. Beloved, we need to think of sin the way God thinks of sin. We need to hate every false way. Look at Psalm 97. You're right there. Just back up a little bit. Psalm 97 and verse 10. Listen, here's a deliberate verse for you. And this is who you should be. The psalmist writes in verse 10, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Hate it. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Look at Psalm 119. Just two quick passages there. Psalm 119 and verse 104. 
Psalm 119 and 104. Verse 103 says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And then in verse 113, he says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Beloved, I pray that would be every one of you. I pray that would be me. Notice in verse 3, he says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, those that fall away. It shall not cleave to me. The sinner's sins will not cleave to me. Though I live in a world of sin, and though I must be a friend of sinners, their sins shall not cleave to me. And so help me, Lord, to hate the sinner's sins, but to love the sinner. Help me, Lord, to be a friend of sinners. But listen, in this thing of, of being in the world, but not of the world, there must be clear lines of demarcation. There must be boundaries so that in your befriending of sinners, you do not partake of their sins. Of course, David says, I hate the work of them that turn aside, who fall away, and their sins shall not cling to me. And then as we go on in verse 5 and 6, or verse 4 and 5 rather, a froward heart shall depart. That is a twisted and perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily or privately or silently slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off, David says. Him that hath an high look, that is an arrogant look and a proud heart, will I not suffer or will not I suffer. I will not tolerate people in my courts and in my kingdom like that. And so, listen, what a worthy resolution of David's heart here. Help me, Lord. To be like this. Help me to be resolute. Help me to be resolved to never <laughs> imitate sinners. To never adapt their ways. To never let sins cling to me. In verses 7 and 8, David said, No deceivers shall dwell in my house, and no liars in my sight. And he would destroy all the wicked of the land. Beloved, let us take great care of God's habitation and house and let us not suffer deceit and lies within it. Beloved, we should keep God's church pure. You see there, he says in verse 5, Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor will I cut off? Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will I not suffer? And I purposely skip verse 6. Verse 7, He that worketh or practices deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. <clears throat> Beloved, that needs we need to have resolutions like this. Beloved, we need to be resolved to turn from sin. We need to be like Job. He was a perfect and upright man. Not just automatically. It, just, it didn't just happen. He purposed to follow God. He feared God and he pursued after God. He was perfect and upright because he followed God with purpose of heart. He eschewed or he shunned evil because he purposed to shun evil. Beloved, that needs to be us 
in our own Christian lives. And then in verse 6, he says, Mine eyes, David says, shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. So think about that, brethren. Think about that word faithful. Caleb's here. He was a Marine. Semper Fi, always faithful. That's what it means. Upon those who are trustworthy, steadfast, and true, the Lord says, they shall serve me. And listen, this psalm speaks of David's eyes looking upon his servants. Let us remember, my brethren, that our Lord's, our Lord's eyes are upon those that fear him. His eyes are upon his faithful servants. So let us resolve, beloved, with purpose of heart to be faithful to his revealed will and faithfully obedient to his word. Listen, that takes purpose of heart. Listen, you're not going to be a faithful Christian if you're not resolved to be in the word. You're not going to be a faithful Christian unless you're resolved to seek God for grace and for help. Like David said in verse 2, Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I need your help and your presence, Father, if I would walk this Christian life. May we be faithful in attending to every means of grace that he's given us. May we be faithful in prayer, faithful to gather with the servants. You ever noticed in Matthew 25 and I think Luke 19, when the saints finally come into the presence of the king at the last day, he doesn't say, well done, thou good and righteous servant. He doesn't say, well done, thou good and godly servant. He doesn't say, well done, thou good and pious servant. He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not to say that righteousness and piety and godliness is not important, the righteousness of Christ, but he says, well done, thou good and faithful servants. And so, beloved, listen, he says, you've been faithful in a few things. I will make you the ruler of ten cities. Beloved, we need to be resolved in the little things of our Christianity. We need to take care of our Christian lives. Like we said on Sunday, beloved, who you are out there Monday through Saturday is going to greatly impact what type of a service we have in here on the Lord's Day. You can't just walk in the world for six days a week and not walk with God and expect to hear from God and hear. Listen, God will shut this church down. Um, he will, beloved, if we, if we trifle with God. And so I'm not saying that's happening, beloved, but I, I just want you to see how important it is for us to be resolved in our Christian lives, to walk with God with purpose of heart. Beloved, we need to be resolved and determined to follow Christ with all our hearts every single day. And so the question for us as I close is, did you determine to follow Christ this morning with all of your heart when you woke up? If you didn't, then go home and determine that you'll wake up tomorrow and read Psalm 101 and begin every day, brethren, with purpose of heart to seek the Lord. That's our Christian life. That's what we need. Listen, if you don't, if you don't resolve, if you're not resolute, if you don't live the Christian life on purpose, you won't live the Christian life. You'll go back out there and assimilate into the world. And you'll just kind of be like a rudderless ship. And then you'll come in here and let me tell you, it just won't be the same. And so I pray 
brethren, that God would help you help me. Uh, and especially tomorrow, beloved. Listen, Thanksgiving's my it's my most favorite uh, holiday of the year. It is. Um, and I pray that we would be godly examples. I pray that we would use that time with our families to magnify our God and to thank him for what he's given us. I'm, listen, we are so richly blessed. I always think of the rich man in, in the book of Luke. He fared sumptuously every day. We fare sumptuously every day. And so let us give thanks to our God. Let it not be about stuffing ourselves with turkey. Let it be about thanking our God for his great salvation. And let us magnify him within our families. Um, let us really, really seek the Lord and walk with him with purpose of heart and resolve. Amen. Let's dismiss in prayer. Lord, thank you for this passage in the Psalms. I thank you for what it has shown me. I pray that you would continue to help me, Father. Lord, you know my weaknesses and you know how weak I am. But Father, I pray that I would take these resolutions as David took them to come to the throne as the king in Israel. Father, will we take them, O oh God, to live our Christian lives. And Father, may we resolve to follow Christ with all of our hearts. And Lord, may we remember these resolutions through each day. And may we ask you for help, Father. What I'm certainly not saying that we can live our Christian lives based on our own resolutions. Father, I pray that we would be resolved to do your will and that we would seek you for the strength, O oh God, to do your will. Thank you so much, Father, for your word. Uh, Father, I honestly wouldn't want to think about where I would be without you saving me from my sins. And I thank you so much for that. Thank you for these, brethren. I pray you'd receive honor and glory. I pray you'd bless each family with their, their families. And Lord, may your name be lifted up and glorified. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.